Hey guys, welcome to the Game Go Podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about video games and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. I'm Hey Bit Hero. Hey guys, I'm Sonareth. And we're Game Go. Yes, we are. The both of us. Yeah, how's your week been going? Uh, pretty good. Hope you guys are all having a good week. Oh, well, how's yours? And yeah, it's been pretty good. St- all right. Standard stuff. For the... <laughs> playing some more games than I might normally play. Cool. Yeah, not just Fortnite. Awesome. Uh, for the rest of you, hope you guys are having a good day, week, month, year. Or millennium. Whichever. I've already Have used all the that good one, things. Whatever. It's fine. Let's just jump into the news. There's a couple we stories. We do to that talk about. generic general intro all the time. It's 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 our thing. And trying to yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the news, there is some and I'm gonna tell you about it right now. No, he's not. He's lying. <laughs> McFarland Toys uh, has announced a partnership with Epic Games. I think we talked about them not doing toys or something it was kind of weird that they hadn't already done this yeah is i think what we had mentioned and now they are so once you again mean epic games specifically well fortnite there hasn't been fortnite toys and stuff i think is what we i forgot i'm still thinking epic i, I still tie epic with uh um, gears of war gears. Yeah. so i'm thinking that and not fortnite yeah you're right we talked <laughs> about this a little while ago like just weeks ago i think uh, yeah i want to say like four or five weeks um, but yeah, uh, McFarland Toys, they're going to create figures, uh, accessories, and statues. I'm assuming the accessories are going to be like pickaxes, but made of foam. Right. Or, well, maybe, I don't know, McFarland doesn't really do that. But still, you know, they're probably going to make oh, replicas. Yeah. McFarland Toys is generally action figures, aren't they? Yeah, so they are going to make action figures and then straight up statues. I think just super cool looking, non-movable uh, statues of, of characters. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, Blockbuster or The Visitor. Or not Blockbuster, I'm sorry. Yeah, The Visitor. The uh-huh. alien from last season. Oh, okay, right, right. Stuff like that, yeah. Some uh, of those would make really cool figures. Yeah, the one that they teased was the uh, Pink Bear. Oh, okay, Yeah, nice. that, that was a figure, um, and they want to release them this fall. That seems like a perfectly good opportunity, so... <laughs> but, like I was saying, I'm surprised it took them this long to make it. Yeah, like, considering how popular this got among, like all different um uh, age groups like mm-hmm. it's not just for anybody but it's still appropriate for kids i would have jumped on that make a bunch of like kid related stuff right away toys i'm surprised there's no animated show in the works yet <laughs> because it, i mean they don't none of them have a specific characters yet and yeah. so none of them have any identities yet and even if you wanted to you can just make the show about the randoms every time yeah. Um, so yeah, we're probably gonna see a lot more uh, Fortnite stuff in the future. I mean, it's already kind of epic. Get at me about writing that show. I'll get you a pilot ASAP. Saturated. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Um, I think they waited until. I don't know. I I, I think they were waiting. Because um, I know people. There's already people that complain about there's too much Fortnite and my kids are obsessed with it and da da da. So I think. If they had released it sooner, then maybe it would people would have gotten tired of it sooner. But so far, it they seem to know what they're doing because they're still making billions of dollars or whatever. Yeah, uh, selling skins and battle passes. I don't know. There's been all sorts of other. Every other fad became a fad because people thought like it was getting too big or was getting spread in some way. Or yeah. not because of that, but yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, if you look at Pokemon, it's like I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. There's a show, then the games, or maybe vice versa. Um, and then there was manga, uh, toys, plushies, and all that. Card games, like yeah. And it's just exploded, and it's you know it's everywhere. It spread into everything. And, like, and now it's like, 
you know, you could talk to a, a random child. Don't please don't approach random children. But if you ask them what they're into, they could be like, oh, I like Pokemon. And that's just like a thing now. Like they like books or Pokemon or video games besides Pokemon because now Pokemon is like a cultural thing. Yeah. And I'm wondering if Fortnite is eventually going to become that if it isn't already, you know, where it's like, oh, Given- hey, like, what do you do, Billy? And it's like, oh, Fortnite. Oh, okay. So like. The show, the board game, the the video game, like yeah, when is that going to happen? You mean yeah, um, yeah, like given if it's given more time and it's still carrying just as much momentum, then yeah, I I'm it's just like I said, a matter of time before it gets all this. It starts expanding into other media's. Um, yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah, and I think it's going to become like a if they do manage to spread into other uh, groups. It'll become like a self-sustaining thing. Like I don't think Pokemon would have the longevity it does if it was just the games. Right. But like now, someone who likes the games can read the manga, can watch the show, can play the card game, can play Pokemon Go on their phone, and like they all kind of support each other. So it's like yeah, it very gonna... much ends up creating a small ecosystem of interest within itself. Yeah. So we're probably gonna see that happening with Fortnite uh, more. I'll. I still. Don't know if it can... Like, it's only one game mode. Yeah. It has potential, but, yeah. Well, and th- and that's the thing, too, because, like, Fortnite... If, if it does start to wane, Epic's not just going to sit around and let that happen. Right. Like, they, yeah, they are quick to change things, like, yeah. immediately. And I'm forgetting about, like... Like I said, everybody's kind of a blank slate, so they get to do whatever they want. Like, I mean, right now, we're literally, we literally saw the addition of Vikings, uh, Summer, uh, uh, Desert, Oasis area. Yeah. And um, what was the other, I feel like I'm missing a third theme that got thrown in there. There was, like, the dinosaur and the detective stuff. Yeah. Like, this place has so much potential. Yeah. It's it's a blank slate, and they can do whatever they want with it still. So, yeah, this is just the next step. Mm-hmm. All right, next. Uh, Spider-Man uh, from Insomniac has gone gold. So that means basically they're done with all the information they're going to put on the disc. They send a disc yeah, over to the manufacturer. Yeah, it's past beta. It's past alpha. It's a copy. The master copy has been sent, and they're going to make copies off of that. Yeah. So then to celebrate, Insomniac tweeted this meme of Spider-Man sitting behind a desk with a picture of him behind yeah, on the wall. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys are all very, very familiar with it. And uh, they've gone ahead and added the uh, gone gold in uh, little banners on fr- in front of the desk. Yeah. Uh, and then they're probably just going to work on making sure everything's perfect, looking for bugs, and probably working on additional content, which I only mentioned because I've I've seen these complaints uh, before where people will instantly decry day one DLC as, like, an awful, awful thing. Um, and usually it's, like, for pre-order stuff, which, like, if you're going to give them the money anyway, then what's the problem with giving them, like, five bucks sooner? It's like uh, you gave yourself a coupon in the future. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I mean, it's long gone is the argument that like, oh, they're charging me five dollars for a pre-order. Is that goes towards the purchase of the game? Like, you mm-hmm. can't. That's not an argument anymore. So yeah, that's not pre-order first day DLC. That's kind of just bonus for the D, for the pre-order, not necessarily actual DLC. You know. And, and oh, that's how I see it. Anyway. Yeah, and actually, I would even argue that like even if you had to pay for something, I mean, as long as it's not like ridiculous. I mean, obviously, there's context and um, it's a case by case basis. But 
if they're done working on the game and the game's not coming out for another two months or a month and a half, like, do you really want them to just sit on their ass and, and wait? <laughs> yeah, that's gonna that's a long time of not producing anything yeah. when they, in fact, can be producing something. And uh, they're not always necessarily going to be uh, paid DLCs either. Yeah, you know? yeah, and it's like if someone paid you to build a house in, like, three weeks, you build it in two, and then they want whatever you work on next because you finished it before the deadline. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. You you got paid to make the... They got paid to make the game. And if they create other content, that's... Those are still their hours that they're spending on this. Like, Yeah, I never saw that kind of, that side of the... Or I've never seen the argument posed like that. And that has, is actually pretty good. Like, it doesn't matter how long it took to get this product out. This product is now finished. Now we're going to spend some time making other stuff that will still sustain us at, uh, after the fact, post-mortem. Yeah. And and if you are going to argue that, like, well, it it's still not – the game's not out yet, so it should still be included, then it's like people – then they will just wait. They will do nothing until the game comes out, and then they'll start working on stuff just so people stop complaining, I think. Mm-hmm. But then that looks bad on them, so it's like, you know, you can't have it both ways. Anyway, yeah. Spider-Man. Can't wait for that. That looks freaking amazing. It does look – pretty good i thought it was a lot of just flashiness on the first trailers i was like eh, let's still give it time i haven't seen really great spider-man games in since like you time. know since ps2 it's been a long time since i got a non-standard um open world new york based <laughs> uh uh basic beat-em-up open world brawler with a Spider-Man, you know, paint, co- a coat of paint on it. Uh, they've mostly been just kind of generic affairs outside of the web swinging. That's been, like, the thing that makes them so unique. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to check out the, the slinging in this one. And the, the general mobility in this one seems effing amazing. Dude, yeah. Like, I mean, if you played Sunset Overdrive, that game was all about mobility. Yeah, um, yeah. You like it was very, very discouraging that game to ever be standing still, a la Doom. Yeah, um, and that was Insomniac's last game, so I'm assuming, you know, they. I, I've said it before. They probably took those lessons and applied them to Spider-Man. Is which, this gonna be an exclusive to Sony? I don't. Yeah. No, is it? Is I it? think so. That's weird that their last one was an exclusive to Microsoft. Well, and then <laughs> they were doing Ratchet and Clank and uh, Resistance for P- Sony before that. Oh, okay, yeah. That's so it's right. like they got burned by Microsoft because. Um, Sunset Overdrive didn't do too well, so... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I only got to see a friend of mine to Millionaire. He streams all the time, very frequently. Yeah. Uh, he's the only one I ever saw play that game. And he's the only one I ever saw any real footage from that game from. Yeah. Uh, it looked pretty damn interesting. I'm really... I'm thinking it was just too out there for an Xbox crowd. Like, they're looking yeah. for something with a gun and you can shoot and it's multiplayer, I think. Um, very uh, COD bro you know? So uh, something as different as Sunset Overdrive, I didn't imagine it was going to get a whole lot of success on a system like Xbox. Maybe PS4 or Nintendo would have been a much better home for it. Uh, maybe. I mean... You are starting to see well. For Forza seems like a pretty popular series on the um, on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. I think more the fact that it's just a completely new IP, and it seems like something completely different from anything Insomniac had done before. Like right, because Ratchet and Clank and Resistance don't really seem to hold a candle to Sunset Overdrive as far as like the tone. Yeah, um, it was really zany, I think. But yeah, uh, I, man, I was about to use the exact same word. <laughs> zany. That's the name. Woo! That's the magic word of the day. Um, anyway. 
Spider-Man. Yeah, I can't wait. Good stuff. Yes. Uh, co-writer of Portal 2, Jay Pinkerton, is coming back to Valve. Um, he left last year when Valve was kind of having this whole restructuring. They seem to be kind of moving away from single-player story, uh, single story experiences and kind of moving more towards, like, Dota and um, Artifact, whatever that ends up being. So the games of services. Uh, but he actually is kind of back on the roster for, for Valve. Um, PC Gamer confirmed it. And it's kind of just raising the question, like, why is he back now? Like, what is he going to be working on? Right. If he's uh, if he's so inclined towards, like, single-player experiences, what could he be coming back for them to? It's, is Half-Life 3 going to finally get worked on? Well, like, the, th- the thing, too, is that he... I think he's part of what made Portal 2 funny. He, um, he, if he did any writing at all on it, it has to be. Yeah, so it's like, what is he going to apply that to? You know, I mean, I, I don't know if I would move a, a comedy writer to uh, Half-Life 3 or Left 4 Dead or whatever. So He it's... might have made he might have made it funny, but that game, besides being funny, was also very, very well written. Even yeah, that's in, true. At, like comedy removed from that, that was still a damn good story. It was. It had plenty of twists. It had some nice climaxes and resolutions. It spans the entire uh, spectrum of excitement and anxiety, and does everything that any other kind of you know really well written playwright would do. Uh, if uh, it provided he's not just comedy writer, which is not something I would assume. Like I, I yeah. just, I just assume he's also funny on top of being a good writer. Um, Hopefully, yeah, uh, yeah. But that's that's just me. Not this is the first time I'm ever hearing of this guy. Uh, but like I said, if he worked on Portal Two, he mm-hmm. has to be good. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, I would assume it's been decades, decade, a decade. At least. Damn, it's been a long time. <laughs> since Half-Life 2. Uh, so it'd be nice to get a proper sequel to that because we've been wanting it forever. What well, has happened to Freeman? Well, after this guy left, a few other people left. One of them being the guy that um, uploaded that fan fiction that was supposed to right, be uh, Half-Life that, 3. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I don't know if that was kind of a nail in the coffin or, or what's up. If, if I was Valve, I would just not want to go back to that world. I don't know. I want to open that place up. Everybody, everybody, I think wants that wants that world opened back up. Yeah, but I mean, with all the expectations, how many of them are going to be satisfied with what Valve actually makes? Three people. Three people. Half Life Three. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> all right. Um, next. Covering our bases. Yeah, No Man's Sky uh, has probably been redeemed um, in the eyes of uh, the public, I think. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of videos on YouTube came up like day of, day after. We were all wrong. We're getting proved wrong. No matter what you think, uh, um, uh, they're proving a point with this game. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Um, So... On Steam, they kind of released some numbers, and I think the day after, or shortly after, they were the sixth overall game being played. I think there were 64,000 players at the time. Um, And then Game Informer published an article saying that at the time, the 24-hour peak was 84,000 players. And then the thing that I saw, I think um, Sean Murray uh, from Hello Games, they made No Man's Sky, he said that the reviews, he pointed out the reviews went from very negative to, to mixed. Which, which means, which only means the pot, the average is going up. Yes, um, I think they were ninety thousand reviews, and eight thousand of them were recent. So then, it's ah. like that's ten percent of the reviews, roughly. 
Um, and if it continues in that trend, then it'll go back to positive and, um, and then very positive. I don't know if anybody who re- previously reviewed it negatively is going to change their mind. Um, they might have been I'm burned. I'm not familiar enough with the review to see if yeah, you could like, go back, redact it, or edit it and change your, your opinion of it. Which, that would be kind of cool because then instead of just doing another review that balances the old one, it outright changes it and puts it in the other like on the other shit or shifts it to the other side. Um, and, and so like that's the thing though, like um, you should be able to change that old review because then it's, it's obsolete at this point. Um, you know, uh, it should be on a perversion, a perversion <laughs> basis, not a perversion basis, a per like per patch. Yeah. Okay. Because um, that's basically how it goes. Like, <clears throat> If something in there changed, something that you had an opinion of, oh, I guess I got it fixed. Well, that's I, it's, a, it's a better game now than, than I had before. It yeah. still has these other issues that I had, but, you know, this gets, like, maybe a half a point, a point more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I tried it. I, I've been playing it a little bit, and it's better, and it's definitely more complex. It just feels it, it just feels bigger. Uh-huh. In um, a good I'm, way, or do you mean it only feels bigger? No, in, in a good way, okay. um, but also in the way that, like, you can't just craft iron into a bunch of things. Now it's like there's iron um, ferrite dust, which is iron dust, uh-huh. which you can use a machine to, like, turn into the next level up and then the next level up. Um, so they re- they restructured their uh, crafting system. The crafting then? the resources you find, like everything, feels very different, and uh, it's very enjoyable. Okay. Um, so if I had gotten it on Steam, I'd also be giving it a very positive review. Cool. So I- this is more of the game that everybody was expecting. Yeah, I think so. That's Although cool. that seems to be the general consensus that I had been getting. Uh, I never tried the original. Uh, I kind of saw. I called it uh, when I heard the first couple of delays. It's like, no, something's wrong. Delays never, ever have meant the game is going to come out or very rarely ever mean the game is actually going to come out better than what they were saying. Their stuff that they're talking about is not going to be in there. I had a friend from work. He was like, man, have you seen that? Are you excited? And like, <laughs> I, it got delayed. I'm... I'm not as excited about it anymore. To be fair, their office got, like, flooded. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I mean, to be even fairer, that doesn't help a game's quality. <laughs> like, right, right, right. But I'm just saying, like, it wasn't necessarily just, right. like, the fact that they were making a bad game. It was actual physical reasons. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, all in all, like, after I heard that stuff, it was my opinion that it was not going to come out and be great. And sure enough, like... It ended up getting flooded with negative reviews because of all this stuff. Ooh, flooded and, again. And <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> Too soon? Yeah. I mean, it was two years ago plus, but still. But, uh, yeah, it. I, I, I had called it. And then it's, it is nice to see them, like, the guy came out. He kind of apologized, did apologize about it, or After he at least acknowledged it. After the came out, he went silent for, like, months. Never mind. Never mind. My bad. But it was because they had just yes. immediately gone back to work on the game and trying to fix it. Um, And it sucks, too, because I say, like, oh, but, like, all the updates are free. And it's like, well, yeah, they better be. But it's like, 
another developer probably would have been charging for these things, you know? I like, feel, here's an expansion. Yeah, yeah. If this game didn't get as much controversy around it, I'm pretty sure their publishers would have been happy trying to get money out of this situation instead of doing the quote-unquote right thing. It's Luzzy's fair. But, I mean, yeah, like, they don't need to make any of this free updates. They could very well. They are very much in the right to go ahead and still charge you. Somebody worked on this stuff. Yeah. But, I don't know, we're seeing a lot of shifts in the industry. A lot of things are just going free-to-play and getting sustained or being sustained in other ways that mostly include actual good experiences in the games. Well, and that's the problem. Well, not problem, but, like, they don't have microtransactions in this game, so it's like, how are they... How, yeah, like, that's the even weirder thing is, like, they're doing this willingly, and they're not even going to sell you anything. I mean, unless you sold <laughs> the game back. But actually, I bought a pre-owned copy, so it's like, as they're great as the game is, going to I'm them, yeah. not supporting them again, and it's like, I took a risk, and if I had the money, I would probably buy a new copy just because of this update, but... Mm-hmm. I don't got the money for that, so maybe later. That's <laughs> <laughs> still, yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, it's cool to see them doing this and that yeah. this is turning everybody around on it. Most people. Mm-hmm. Not everybody. <laughs> would you um, say that uh, you wouldn't nod towards that? No. Oh. That was bad. <laughs> anyway, that was a really big update from uh, No Man's Sky, and I'm glad they did it. But speaking of updates, Don't Nod's Vampire is getting one, and it's going to be adding two new difficulty options. Okay. That was a better segue. I, whatever. <laughs> All right. So they're adding two new difficulty options. Uh, one of the original complaints I heard, you play as a vampire and you can make choices to... Um, a vampire? Uh, you play as a vampire and you can make choices <laughs> about the people that you meet and whether you're going to help them or eat or them, eat basically. Them. <laughs> um, and Are you going to be my friend or lunch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the the complaints I'd heard about the game at launch was that the combat was kind of cumbersome and clumsy, um, and it kind of got in the way of an otherwise enjoyable experience. So, with that in mind, Don't Nod has added story mode, which makes combat a lot easier, and so players are able to focus more on the story aspects. And this kind of reminds me of Mass Effect 3 when they added story mode, where it's like, the combat's going to be like a cakewalk, <laughs> so um, you could just do the role-playing stuff. The The pessimist in me is just imagining a character walking into a room with the story mode activated and all the characters drop dead just explode with <laughs> like blood explosions everywhere like just all upon the, entry all the role-playing stuff says but you're incredibly powerful so then like you just put your finger up to your temple and they all blow up um but if you really enjoyed the the, the punishing combat they're also adding a hard mode uh, which will give players less experience when you're playing through the game, and this kind of forces will you. And enact the opposite, where upon an enemy entry, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you get less experience, so you are going to have to suck more. But you, I think they're called embracing when you uh, bite you have somebody. To suck a lot more blood. Um, so much more sucking. Yeah, blood, and I think this forces you to kind of not be everyone's friend. You're going to have to make hard choices and, and feed on people. Um, Would you say that the choices suck? Yeah, they really suck. They suck as much as you're going to have to suck in this game? Stop. Okay. Uh, I'm moving just on. saying you're going to have to suck a lot of blood, right? Yeah. It's a lot of sucking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of sucking, Labo. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> I enjoyed Labo. So, Ouch. Um, there's actually a new Labo set revealed. It's called Vehicle. It's going to be the third one uh, in addition to the Variety and the Robot Pack from the April 20th release. Uh, this you is going to let you... Turn what? it into a car, sub, or plane. Yes, with I, cardboard steering wheels. I don't know when I'm going to get those Labos, but I'm going to get them all. They seem dope as hell. The trailer was pretty cool. Like, So the kid's playing with his... his, his um. He has a switch docked, I think. Right. And he has the Joy-Con in the steering wheel, and then there's another one in the pedal. Are we still recording? We're yeah. still recording. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so he's driving the car around. He takes the Joy-Con out of the steering wheel and puts it in a... Um, a uh, throttle. Okay. So then it turns into a, the little car on the screen turns into a plane, and he's able to take upon off him like removing it and putting it into the uh, because it's vertical when you're doing the steering wheel, and then right. you put it like that. Um, it's horizontal when you're in the steering wheel, vertical in the throttle. So then I think it detects that it is vertical, and you have it. Um, I think I think the infrared sensor is probably going to see something inside the cardboard. Uh huh. And and you'll be able it'll tell you that that's a plane now. Okay. All right. So then he's driving the plane around. He lands in the water, he takes it out, and he puts it in the submarine. And then he has these two wheels that he's turning to, like, create these, uh, to, to control these rotors on the on the sub. That's how you, you turn the two left and right, and that's yeah. how you generate your, your, not propulsion, but your turn angle, I guess? Your movement, yeah. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Um, and I'm imagining that since they added the bike to Mario Kart, then the car's probably also going to be, uh, added, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Um. And it's going to be coming September fourteenth for seventy Yeah, I'm pretty happy with this because I'm I'm glad they're not kind of a, they're not abandoning it. Um, some people have been really negative about it and uh, just this kind is of harp not, on it. This is one of those you either like it or don't. You're going to say really good things about it, or you're going to get looked that funny. <laughs> well, that's the thing too because uh, somebody, I, I think I mentioned something about it. The guy, I read a comment that said there are people willing to pay $70 for a cardboard and a tech demo. And I said something like, if you, if you really think that's true, then like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, because it's not just the game that comes with it. You know, like they have the Labo garage. I think we've talked about this before where you're able to program actions based on what you're doing to it. I if think, you uh, haven't seen it, you should check out the was it Katie? Pe- no, not Katie. Ariana Perry. Grande, I think. Ariana Grande and uh, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon on his show. Which one? Which talk show is his? They all are the variety late night of, with Jimmy Fallon. I think is, I, don't, I don't know. But yeah, on Jimmy Fallon's show, uh, they did with their band The Roots a performance of one of her songs. But all the instruments were Nintendo Labo instruments. It is one of the coolest things I've ever seen just yeah. done for one of these, like, one of these uh, uh, skits here. Like, it included the Nintendo Switch. It had everybody from the Roots was on a different instrument there. And, and they were all programmed using the Labo Garage. On top of that, Jimmy Fallon and uh, Ariana Grande were in the middle, and they were both also playing on instruments as well. Like, everybody was involved. It was a really cool session to see that, like, all working together. And so they didn't miss a beat. Like, I don't know, maybe it, it's possible they could have edited something, but it they, yeah. it seemed like it was a nice, solid beat. Not like uh, that horrible... Uh, Wee music. Yeah. And the thing, too, is that, like, <laughs> this is clearly marketed towards kids, I think. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. It is so, it is very clear that like it's supposed to be for the younger audience. Like mm-hmm. it always has some kids in the thing and it's not like they really feature any like teens or adults wearing it. I still want that shotgun labo. Um nope. but anyway, so I'm saying the kids I think would gravitate more into tech kind of um studies be- if if they played around with this labo thing in the garage and they like learn to program things and you know it i think a more approachable way and um yeah like it, it, it's it doesn't seem like a bad thing and i don't know why everyone has to be so cynical about something that there's frankly people, isn't even for them like yeah there's a lot of people that say, it's a video game system why isn't this a game and it's uh, like no jerk you like you troll do you have any idea how many things your pc can do and what they th- thought at first how little it was gonna do yeah like things can do other things and speaking of doing other things the next story we're talking about uh well a steam game got removed for doing things it wasn't supposed to be doing which is being a game sometimes the things things can do aren't good <laughs> okay yeah um the game was called uh abstractism and it was removed for mining cryptocurrency from the people using the game nice they were using the computer's processing power to give the owner bitcoin or not maybe not bitcoin but some other cryptocurrency well so the, the developer right yeah yeah, yeah. What did I say? The owner? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the developer. <clears throat> um, so the game would award items to players, and I think they said about seven a week. The longer you kept the game running, though, the more rare the items would be, and it even looked like they were trying to spoof items from, like, Team Fortress 2 that were very valuable. That was, like, a golden rocket launcher or whatever. Okay. Um, but what then, was the game? What Do you know It was just a simple platformer. Okay. Yeah, uh, which I think is why it kind of just seemed innocuous. Hmm. Um. Anyway, so then as the game was running, though, there were additional background programs. And so, like, all this kind of stuff together made it seem... It it appears to be the case that they were just contributing unwittingly because they keep the game running, then that's more processing power that the guy, um, the developer, is getting. Yeah. With uh, weird, shady programs. (laughs) Anyway, Steam has removed the game and banned the developer, which... Like, can't they just make another developer page? I don't, I mean, I guess that's the way you get around it, but I'm sure that once you start seeing IPs uh, getting yeah. similar or okay. from the same area, but then again, you can use things that hide IPs sometimes. I don't know. I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of ways to check against it. That's unfortunate. Um, although this is good to see because Steam recently took that whole hands-off approach to like curating games, as long as it's not illegal. Uh, you can, or, or in tra- like super controversial, like a game about school shooting or something. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of good that they are willing to step in and, you know, meet out justice when it's totally deserved. That's, yeah, that's really scummy. Um, speaking of scummy, Destiny announces the Grimoire Anthology. What? Yeah. Oh, uh, so the Grimoire cards in the first mm-hmm. game were mm-hmm. cards that players would earn doing, like, killing 40, 50, 60 of this enemy or doing the raid 20 times, 60 times. Um, and... So all you get is this cool card, and it tells you go to the website to see what this is. And if you do, it would show you lore from the game. Like, if you got an exotic weapon, you would get a card about it, and then you'd go to your app or the website and read about the actual gun or whatever it is that you got. So that was one of the the big complaints about Destiny 1 is that all of the lore is not in the game. If you don't have a phone or a uh, computer, then there's no way for you to access this. You're just playing the game, which is fine. But some of the coolest, uh, the Taken King was the big expansion that came out for Destiny 1, like the best expansion. 
the titular villain, the Taken King named Oryx, has an amazing backstory, but you will never see that if you don't use the website or the app to look at the the grimoire cards. So this is going to be a collection of the lore of the Destiny world. Uh, The first volume is called Dark Mirror, and it's going to be covering uh, heroes, villains, and allies. Um, I'm assuming they're going to release more, but it kind of sucks that, like, Bungie is... We dropped the ball on collecting up the lore for you in the game. Now buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It looks nice. I mean, that's expected. And so maybe that physical kind of value, like like the um, Hyrule Historia and the artifacts and stuff for Zelda, Uh um, that might be kind of the reason to own it because it looks cool and it's a nice, interesting, uh, just cool thing to own. Anyway, it's intended to release in fall, um, and there's probably going to be more to follow, but... I, I, yeah. How do you guys feel about this one? Because, like I said, it sucks that they didn't include this information in the game, and it really would have fleshed out what everyone kind of suspected was a bare-bones story. Um, but, yeah, that's just kind of my take on it. It was a weird way to decide to deliver story yeah. outside of a game. Like, what? What? No, just put another tab in the pause menu. There, there it is. <laughs> People also even were like, there's a library in the tower. Why don't we just use that to study the cards that we have? There you go. Like, that would have been perfect. But no. Bungie got to be dumb. Mm. So last week we had a board game question, which was yes. uh, us. What It was uh, what games would we like to see turned into board games? Yes. I think we ended up landing on basically any roguelike is an amazing card game. Any or, roguelike. Or it can become into a really good uh, tabletop card game. Yes. Uh, we got this response from uh, Frank from Denver to Down Under. Yeah. So Frank, uh, he creates a podcast called From Denver to Down Under. You guys should check that out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so he found the game that would fit better as a board game than any roguelite, uh, Mario Party. <laughs> which the I, ultimate roguelike. Yeah, which I, <laughs> I even suggested that maybe some Jackbox Party Pack kind of like phone functionality for the minigames uh, would be good. Anyway, he said, I'd love to see Mario Party because a board game uh, become a board game because the only thing I would enjoy more than beloved characters doing dumb minigames in an attempt to win a party are my friends pretending to be beloved characters and doing, doing dumb minigames <laughs> in an attempt to win a party. Very well said. Yeah, I mean, there's already the board game, the dice. You can even have special dice for certain characters um, that come with the game. The figures would be, like, Nintendo awesome quality. Um, yeah, Mario Party is, I think, the perfect answer for this because it's already kind of halfway there. Yeah, as we discussed this question a little bit before we started recording, and I, I just buried my face in my hands i'm like how was that not my answer it's like already a board game <laughs> yeah the only thing that i would have to figure out is like the mini games yeah well but, yeah like you like you're saying you could easily just make a bunch of small mobile games that are multiplayer mm-hmm. if you're gonna do the the jackbox like functionality on yeah. that or also um like charades and other like physical games where your teams are, you know, if you've landed on a blue or a red or green square, then you have to flip. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Um, so thank you, Frank, for uh, writing in. That was a good... Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. We very much appreciate us. that question and <laughs> answer. Or, I mean, sorry, we very much appreciate that response to yes. that question. But we do have a new question for this week from Evan. He does the Read Between podcast and N- Nostalgia Cops. 
nice. podcast. Yeah. So his question is, one thing I've been seeing more and more of nowadays is more and more video games getting turned into movies and them still not being all that good. <laughs> Rampage and Assassin's Creed are two examples that come to mind. I have some thoughts about those, but I'll talk to them about them after. In your opinions, what is the main reason why most video game movies fail and what video game would you like to would be the one to have a movie that actually becomes a hit. Are there any obscure games you like that would have a really awesome movie? All right, cool. That's a good question, Evan. I don't think Rampage was a bad movie considering the source material was an arcade game about monsters destroying cities. Um, and you throw the rock in there, and I think I think it was probably not as bad as it could have been. Maybe not a great, you know, Oscar award-winning movie, but I, I think it was a fine uh, example. And definitely better than, like, stuff that we've had in the past, you know, like Super Mario Brothers. Oh the yeah. Infamous example. Uh, a lot of uh a lot of people were angry and drunk on that set. Did you know that? Oh dude, yeah, John, John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins would get drunk in his van. Yeah. And I think he even like smashed his hand in in the van door. The yeah, door. which uh, was I forgot what scenes that affected oh, in the no. movie, but he had to hide it a little bit too. Mm. Uh but yeah, one of the things that I think keeps movies or the game movies from being quote-unquote good I, I feel like a lot of people once they do something to adapt for either pop culture or just like the the demographic they're trying to reach yeah that's when things start to get weird or, and and muddy sometimes you want to just see a live action or or just a very well rendered presentation of the events that you went through in a game like yeah. that's all i've been wanting to see for the longest time is like just give me the, the two and a half hour long cutscene of the first you know two and a half approximate <laughs> hours of silent hill that's okay. what I want in the movie. And then part two is still Silent Hill 1, just the next two and a half hours. Was Silent Hill bad? Silent Hill was not bad. It was just not... It was not... Uh, it didn't follow the the actual story. It, it All I, I of them, like I said, they adapt and then they go off on their own rails and they mm. do their own thing. All of them. Yeah. What, no matter how much they stick to it at the beginning, like Resident Evil from the get-go. Oh, my get God. Go, even that first like, one was, like, off. What the, they, they do the mansion, and there's undead people, and that's about all they get right. Well, there's the lab underneath the mansion. There is, but there's not a, like, the hive, which was, like, an entire, like, 100-foot, like, yeah, that's office underneath the uh, the thing. That was, yeah. Um. Like I said, once they start to make adaptations to the the stories that we originally know, I think that's where it really, really starts to go bad. Because just like that, like, what the hell? This was as as ridiculous as it is to imagine that there was a lab performing uh, experiments in some small mansion, like, off of, like, like way out in some rural area in yeah. the mountains. As ridiculous as that all is to try and make up a real scenario for it, what ended up coming out is like a million times like more ridiculous. Like, yeah. there's nothing throughout the entire Resident Evil series that isn't more ridiculous than what I saw go on in the theaters. <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay. So my idea or my opinion as about why video game movies fail, I think. I think that at first, you know, people that are passionate about these projects, they write a script. And it gets purchased. And after that, um, maybe somebody who doesn't quite have an understanding of the source material starts to make some rewrites. And they don't realize, like, maybe what the ch what they're changing is important to the story. And it's like, who cares 
Oh, that you know what's such a good example of this? Not specific to video games, but the Merc with the mouth. Freaking Deadpool! Oh, Deadpool, yeah. Deadpool shows up for the first time in a in a, in a live action movie, and they sew his mouth shut. See, that's the thing, though. That doesn't make sense to me because they made him a smartass at the beginning of the movie, so they mm-hmm. know that's his character. Yeah, and that's wasn't that was not Fox's first uh, superhero movie, right? So they they have people intimately familiar with comics. Mm-hmm. There was zero excuse for that. Yeah, it's it, well, uh, it feels like somebody had to have just not known that it's like. He that he needs to have his mouth like you can't shut him up. That is Deadpool. No, like, because Logan in the movie even says like, oh, like they showed your mouth shut. He makes a comment about that. Like uh-huh. that's a big deal. Oh, okay. So it's like everybody knew, <laughs> and they still are like, yeah, it's fine. They let's still just di- okay. get rid of that. Uh, let's get rid of Logan's claws and his anger too. That <laughs> makes a good movie. Um, anyway, back to video games though. Like I think people that don't understand the material change it and not realize that that. There are things that are vital to the story or the, and that's another thing. When you play a game, you are playing it the way you want to. Even if a game is linear, you can take your time with it. You can rush through it. You can speed run it, glitching through walls and stuff, however you want. When you watch a movie based on that game, that is someone else telling you how the game is played. Yeah, it's one run that you're going to watch and it's going to be the same way every time. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, these movies aren't just being made for the people that play the games. And so when you're making changes for the general movie uh, goer, it, it doesn't really resonate or ring true with somebody who's played um, Assassin's Creed 1 through Origins. This kind of ties in with the adapting when you make adaptions right. for, you know, people who aren't necessarily fans or players. Go ahead. And the thing, too, is, um, like you said, with Resident Evil 1, they change stuff and the so either you're telling the story of the first game or, or, or any game in the series or you're telling a new story. And, again, with adaptations, it's like how much of the story are you changing before it's no longer even the game? Right. You know, that's, a, that's an extremely good way of saying it. Uh, again, to go back to Silent Hill, the reason they changed the protagonist to a female is because they felt that a man can't be as, like... Scared? The, no. Um, like, the, the paternal bond between a father and a daughter they felt that it wasn't as strong as a maternal one between mother and daughter let's ask liam neeson in taken right exactly (laughs) (laughs) he is he is a man who is going to find the people who think this way and he's going to kill them pyramid head i I, I don't think the problem was that it was a female character i think they were probably like just other absolutely not absolutely that wasn't a problem uh like i mean outright but yeah. it was definitely immediately something that's like, where the hell is Henry? Where is mm. Henry Townsend? That's the player I know. This is the story that it's supposed to be covering. Where's Henry? But but, but there isn't there a male protagonist who goes to look for his wife though? Yes. I mean that uh, he's not the one going through all the scary stuff like in the games. But but though I don't I don't I don't know that the wife ever goes through Silent Hill. This is a whole, like, judgment purgatory thing. And the whole reason, like, sorry for spoilers if you never played 2, he killed his wife. Yeah. So it's the whole reason he's going through the adventure is because he's being judged for it. Uh, And she's also going through something similar. I don't know who she killed, though. I can't remember what she did in the movie. I just remember she's dead. Okay. Because I don't think he finds her ever. Like, Which is why at the end of it, it does that, like kind of ambiguous ending where it's just that house that's like foggy 
Yeah. Or, anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the inter- interactivity, too. I think that's part of the... That's a huge part of the experience of playing a game and the story. Um, and in a movie... Not to mention the fact that, like, a game like God of War can take 10 to 15 hours to complete. And you have two and a half hours to tell that story at the most. Um, probably less than two hours. Um, but you know what? They have that story in Logan. It's a similar story of, you know, camaraderie. No, of, of a father figure and a, and a younger person uh, getting closer. But I think that the way that God of War was structured, the new one at least, it is kind of hinting at a sequel too, but it's like there is a lot of lore and information and character interactions that you can't just skip. Uncharted. I think it's a perfect example of this, or or even The Last of Us, if they make that movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cutscenes in those games. If you, I think there's even a cutscene mode in Last of Us where it just plays all the cutscenes end to end, and that's okay. a couple. It's like an hour or two. A lot of scenes between those cutscenes, when you're just walking to a place, it's Ellie telling dumb puns to Joel. It's Joel saying like, "Oh, we're gonna go here because my brother's there and he's the leader of this group." But he's like, "Oh, I didn't know you had a brother," and he just doesn't mention it, and like he just stops talking. It's because he doesn't have a good relationship with his brother, and it's like. How many of those small interactions can you cram into a movie that's an hour and a half, you know? Mm-hmm. Versus- like, like you're saying, just the cutscenes were an hour and two minutes. And what we can gather that is a lot of, like, character building uh, that happens throughout the play sessions in between. Yeah. That can probably count on its own for about two to three hours by itself. I would, I would think. Maybe an- another hour. Well, yeah, and then you consider that a playthrough can, again, take like 10 hours or exactly. more. It's just, it's so much to cram. When then you do- there's stuff that happens, action scenes that don't have dialogue that we're not talking about that also need to portray because sometimes those action scenes were important and not just uh, for gameplay. Yeah, like in, in Last of Us again, Ellie killing David. Yeah, that's a very important, like, fight that you both had to play through and need to know about if you were to adapt this to a film. Or the very first time that Joel actually gives her a gun to cover him. Mm-hmm. Like... It displays a lot of, like, the trust right there. That's important. And it wasn't so much trust as it was, like, desperation. It's like, I don't want to do this, but, like, I have no other choice. Oh, okay, And then yeah, that yeah, starts yeah, to right. build that trust, <laughs> I think. Um there's a director who he made Skull Island named Jordan uh, Vogt Roberts. I, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. It's V O G T and then Roberts. Vogt Roberts. Vogt Roberts. Um, he he's trying to make a Metal Gear Solid movie, uh, and, and from what I heard about Skull Island, there were a lot of like video gamey kind of references and Easter eggs in it. Um, this guy I think is somebody who grew up playing these games, and and I think he's one that that maybe can do it right. He also said he wants to make a Metroid movie, which he even understands. Like, Nintendo probably would never let me do that, but I want to. <laughs> That's pretty cool for him to just be expressing and realistic of it. Yeah. Um, this isn't something like James Cameron, like, yeah, let's make Mario movie, and uh, yeah. it's going to be great. I'll talk to <laughs> Shigeru Miyamoto and um, walk out with the deal. I don't know if you remember those uh, Uwe Boll. Yeah. Yeah, he had a couple. He grabbed quite a few video game licenses yeah. and just... He did awful things with them, supposedly <laughs> specifically for the tax write-offs. Like, oh, no. If, you're, uh, if your movie bombs in Germany, which is where he's from. Oh, Jesus. The, okay. The German government pretty much pays it all back in taxes. So what you do is you go, you say you're going to make a movie. You go have a damn good fun time while you're, while you're filming it. Yeah. Go have yeah. parties, do whatever the hell you want. 
uh, then, you know, movie's over. Oh, no, movie did terrible. It did awful. I can't – there's no way I can, you know, get all my assets back from that. Okay, well, here's the government to give you back your money because that did way worse than you expected it to. <laughs> Yeah, okay. It, yeah. And a lot of people say that that's what he was doing with those video game licenses. They were so easy to acquire and some of these like he what, sold did it. He, make? he did Blood Rain, he did Postal, oh, he did um he got uh, there's a couple of good ones that he um he did House of the Dead. I think okay. only one which is awful like <laughs> yeah. you need to watch that. No. It is so there are <laughs> There is blood, like paint on the floor gets used as blood, but like they painted it, had the chick fall on top of it so it wasn't visible at first, then shifted her over out of camera, like it, it like one cut and yeah. then go, go back to her. They had her shift over, so now that the, the blood spot they did on the floor is now visible. That's dumb. Every time someone dies in that, they do this thing where. They have, like, a camera doing a 360 rotation around the character. Okay. It's, I guess Just it's like a, when you die in House of the Dead. Right, exactly. Or yeah. any other game, like, ever, right? <laughs> okay. Like, it was stupid because it was obviously supposed to be a video gamey, like, like a, a reference to the fact that it, this is coming from a video game. Yeah. But it's like, no video game does that. And especially House of the Dead. You get hit three times and just game over. There's no cinematic there's no amazing like camera maybe there should circling. be maybe but maybe Boy is a cinematic <laughs> visionary <laughs> but yeah that movie was very very b-grade bad the yeah. second one the second movie got taken up by some college student director and did better probably infinitely that's like, sad it, it it functioned both as a movie on its own that like basically you know like like doom 3 could have been just any sci-fi movie. They, it just had like a pinky and rock in there, and then they threw the Doom name on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, especially the genetic evil stuff. That was stupid. Yeah. Um, Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider I heard was good. Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't heard anything bad about any of the Tomb Raiders. Uh, I, yeah, maybe I wasn't a fan of the... Maybe Angelina Jolie one might have not been so great. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I mean, eh, that's just me. I am very much a fan of them trying to go for that accurate body model <laughs> yeah but then they even updated laura and now i think they picked it which better. It, i mean or a more uh, and also fitting the accurate um actress who is still amazingly gorgeous like yeah. she might not be super crazy like uh uh uh, uh what's the word supermodel or what are you trying to say they're both absolutely stunning just angelina jolie has way bigger breasts way more voluptuous volumes to her Okay, so she's basically the representation of what the pixel Laura was. Yeah, basically. Versus and, this I new mean, Laura. Even, even like at the PS2, I think she was yeah. still a very kind of objectified, big-breasted uh, uh, explorer then. Did it wasn't, you... I don't think until like PS3 and and uh, 4 did they start like actually. Well, when they rebooted like it, I think, right? Person. Yeah, I think PS3 360 is when the reboot P3, happened, right? PS3. And um, that's when it was like way more realistic proportions. Thank God. Um, did you hear about why she looks like that, though? Why she looked like that? Why she looked like. Why she had the big boobs as a polygon It character? was a joke, and then somebody insisted that they keep it like that. From what I heard, it was an accident that somebody set the slider for the scale up to 200%. Uh-huh. And then they're like, no, 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 keep it. And then that was it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's so stupid. Come on. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but hey, she was an iconic character for a while. And there the, those new games are so good. I haven't gotten a chance to try any of them. And I really hate Dude. it because until, again, to Millionaire comes up, I saw him doing... Uh, um, Shadow Rise? Well, I had, was it the first? Was Rise the first Tomb one? Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider and the last one's Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I think Raider. it was just Tomb Raider, the reboot. Okay. But it was really cool to see that. And I didn't realize that that gets the credit for the kind of like shrine system that... Um, Breath of the Wild uses okay. like okay, no dungeons anymore. Instead, a bunch of puzzles scattered throughout, all over the place. Yeah, I didn't realize how like inspired it seemed to be from uh from Tomb Raider. I don't think anybody makes that connection. Yeah, okay, that. I I, f- I feel like Tomb Raider was the one game that made that kind of gameplay popular or at least functional. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's like, yeah, yeah, no dungeons, just a bunch of concentrated challenges spread throughout all That's, over the world. That was also in Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood. It was, but they weren't, um, like, the climbing challenges and stuff were. And I guess that's okay. where that that similarity is there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Either way, they were probably all an influence on Breath of the Wild. Well, because in Assassin's Creed, like, when you go into a dungeon... Or when you go into a cave, it's always going to be a climbing thing. It's not going to be a fighting challenge mm, yeah. or a climbing challenge or a this or a that. Yeah, yeah, I right. think you still get that same kind of thing with Lara where sometimes it is an encounter. Sometimes it is a climbing thing. Sometimes it's just a small puzzle. Okay, <clears throat> cool. Anyway, so back to the movie point. What movie do you think would be a good game? What movie would make a good game? Yes. You know, I don't think anybody's heard of this one. Is Battle Royale? I think that one would make an excellent game. <laughs> You're fired. You're so fired. Um, you know, I'd have to think about that. What movie would make a great game? What movie? Dude, um, Call of Duty Black Ops. The would first. Make a great game? A uh, movie, sorry. Wait, what? What game would make a great movie? Oh, I went the other way around. No, and sorry. The, game. the question was, are there any... <laughs> My bad. That's why you said that terrible joke. Yeah. Um, what is the... <laughs> what it's video not game... so terrible now that it's in context. Anyway, so yeah, I think Black Ops 1 would make a good movie. There's plot twists in there, and there's like a scene where you are entering um, the Vietnam War. You're, you're on a, a boat in the river going to your like base camp or whatever. Then and other soldiers are already kind of there and setting up, and it's playing um, "Fortunate Son" okay. by Creedence, Cre- uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah, and it seems like something out of like Forrest Gump or another war movie where like right like it, it any like like any other war movie would yeah. have. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of moments like that. Gary Oldman plays a character and in he's already a great actor, so just put yeah. him back in that role. Um, there's plot twists like yeah, it I think it would be a good movie. Um, that's probably not a popular answer because it's like Call of Duty, what? But that movie had, it was a very good suspense movie or a game, the story. And even like Modern Warfare 1 and 2 and maybe 3 had like a good action, like, you know, just shooting and, and Russians as villains. And just, I think it would have been a good, uh, also a good movie. More Maybe more an action movie from the Modern Warfare trilogy. But yeah, those, they... Used to, I mean, they used to be stories, and now the new one doesn't even have a story. Which is yeah, kind of sad. no campaign anymore. 
Although Black Ops 3 really, you know, sucked, so who cares? <laughs> the story did, at least. So... So I think that would be a good movie. You know what would be the terrible game movie? Left 4 Dead. Oh! So what's your idea? Not Left 4 Dead. That's... So, yeah, I was thinking <laughs> Left 4 Dead... Um, Left 4 Dead, it was inspired to begin with by horror movies. Uh, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> everything, in even the idea of the the whole, like, the monsters can spawn only wherever out you can't sight. see them. Yeah, yeah, out of the line of sight. Well, and then each each chapter or story, each level is is a, is a movie. Is kind of, a right? movie poster. Yeah. Each one of them is supposed to be inspired by a horror movie. Uh, and, like, all the settings are, like, are definitely very, like, Hollywood horror movie sets. They all... Mm-hmm. It was definitely, like, a really, really awesome horror movie-inspired game. Yeah. And it would be great to see it go full circle and then have it, you know, actually be a movie. Um, Fun fact, Cabin in the Woods is, like, a parody horror movie. Oh, yeah. It's very meta. It's, yeah. It it is supposed to be, or it was um, Left 4 Dead 2. It, it, okay. Sorry, it was Left 4 Dead, the movie. Okay. There were script rewrites that still have, like, references to uh, smokers. Wow. Uh, yeah. Tanks, the other ones. Um, <laughs> the, the hunters. They are actually... Uh, it's, it's a pretty old movie. Yeah, it's well At it. the end of it, there's a scene that does showcase a ton of... Of, of beasts traditional movie monster type stuff they look yeah at some traditional some not so traditional but basically like you see a collection thereof i and think there's like killer clowns yes like, they're killer clowns there's the, the like little japanese girls that look like ringu <laughs> ringitsu type yeah uh all of them are there. big snaky type things uh but you can see the special infected among those other beasts in there nice. like that game w- or that movie was supposed to be Left 4 Dead. Um, uh, like even the re- like the reference to the invisible barrier with the guy jumping, <laughs> like that's supposed to be invisible walls. Yeah, it it was a not the take I would have wanted because that was a little too literal. Like, you know. Well, the thing too is that like, if you're playing the first game, I I, I did like the um, the director's commentary where you can go through the level without zombies and yes. kind of. There's that AI director thing controlling everything. Yeah. And that's Yeah, the, the AI in the director was one of the greatest things ever and yeah, that's exactly what that's supposed to be. It's them in it's the director incarnate is everybody right there in that in that uh the console. Lab. Yeah. Yeah. Um like crazy. it's NASA. That's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy that that whole, when I found out I tripped out on it, but I also like no, I want to see just one of the campaigns actually just turned into a movie. They have enough story at the beginning and the ends of it to be able to tie it off. They have liberty with whatever events they want to occur in between. The well, characters then... also have enough going on in their own lives that mm-hmm. they they can talk about and discuss and have, like, things have also happened. Like, if they pick any of the middle campaigns... Things have already happened that they can talk about and be mad slash happy slash whatever drama they want to create. Okay, from that. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they have a lot to work with that already exists. Just the only thing that 
exist is like not taking stupid liberties. They have yeah. a lot they can work with already free. They have like a lot of puzzle pieces that they can just go ahead and move around that'll still fit together. Uh, just don't go make your own. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it even has potential for sequels because in the game, the stories, or at least the second one, they all fit together where it's like at the end of this one, this happens next. Mm-hmm. And I think like after the mall where they take the car, I think they even start the next one at the abandoned car because they ran out of gas or something. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that'd be that pretty was, cool. That's, that was one of the coolest things about like they were disjointed. This was before. They were going to do that with dead. the first one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it sucked that they didn't so much, but um, yeah, they. I think they even had um, voice lines for the pilot to like indicate he was infected, and yeah. then they were gonna crash and start the next, the second story. But I forget. Yeah, that yeah. at the beginning of the one where he crash lands, they're like, "Why did you shoot our our uh, the pilot? Our pilot because he tried to bite me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those um, those games are good. I don't know what they would do with a third one though. Like, I'm okay with just two. Make no, it prettier, what, I guess. No, there's definitely, like, it's been more than a decade since that game has come out. I, like, as someone who has played the crap out of it still, like, <laughs> within recent years. Yeah. Um, like, there is definitely a lot of things that it could, it could use a lot of quality of life stuff and just, like, general UI updates and things like that. Even okay. if the core game stayed exactly the same and they didn't add any new zombies or anything like that. It would be a fantastic treat to have that game get updated to just modern standards. Mm. Left for Dead. Battle Royale. This summer. I'm all in. All right. Actually, before we jump into what we've been playing, if you want if you were to make a Battle Royale game, what would you change from like the formula? Oh, okay. Like how like Realms has its own like special it has classes thing on it. and spells. Yeah. So one of the things I've been wanting to see really bad is uh, Splatoon Battle Royale. Yes. I feel that that can be a thing. I guess that would be the twist is the fact that it would be just Splatoon's general game mechanics of like you have to hide to heal. If you want to go really fast, you have to make your position known, your trail known. You're like – the way Fortnite has the cloud rendering at all distances, the 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 little clouds that appear at your feet, mm. that thing is set to render at all distances okay. no matter what your settings are. Well, and then there's also, like, if you get in a vehicle in PUBG and drive into the zone, everyone can hear you. Not, exactly. But in Splatoon, even if they don't see you, like, there is still that trail. Evidence of, like, yeah. that, okay, you are somewhere around here. Or even, you know... Like every other game, it has something that you can do to kind of play the meta. And, Mind and, games, yeah. And, yeah, open a door uh, and then run away. Watch them run in there, and now you've cornered them in some small crappy room. <laughs> um, uh, in, in Splatoon, same thing. Just fire off in a random direction and hide off in another irrelevant corner. Watch them investigate that. Cool, now you got to jump on them. Okay. It's just that kind of stuff. Um as far as like dropping items and stuff, I think I would rather you get to still pick what weapon you come in with, and okay. that's the weapon you're gonna have for the rest of that match. Yeah, because a slosher versus a sniper would kind of suck. It would, but then again, like you have your, they always have the maps in a way that the slosher can still get access to that guy, and if he gets close range, then the sniper is out of luck. Mm, okay. 
cool. I don't know. I feel that the game is already super well balanced as is. That if you literally just made the game mode 100 players, last man standing wins, I think it'll it, it could go even as it is. Um, yeah. Still make it fine with ults even and everything. There's a kicker. Oh my god! Imagine a killer whale just wiping Dude, out. Dude! <laughs> oh my god! Maybe some modifications because yeah, that would be <laughs> yeah. You just see the freaking kill feed, like 30 names come up. <laughs> um, so the, the kicker here is that it's on a normal-sized Splatoon map. Oh, God. <laughs> it, half the people die getting shoved off the side. <laughs> <laughs> just, okay, that'd be funny. Um, so no. many of these, like, little spirits coming up from the water. <laughs> so I was thinking about earlier, my, my Battle Royale game would probably be closer to PUBG, but... Uh-huh. So if you're in a city... You can hear people running around you um, looking for supplies, and that is kind of you have the safety of being in a building, but with also the risk of um, proximity of other players. My idea was that because you're on like an abandoned island, and you're a person being thrown into this, like just a random person, and now you have to go kill people, potentially ninety nine people. Yeah. You have like you get PTSD if you kill too many people. Oh, so uh, Sanity's Requiem meets uh... <laughs> kind of like if like if you kill five to ten people, like things start going crazy. On top uh-huh. of which, this is an abandoned island free from the influence of humans, or at least it's now abandoned. Um, the wildlife thrives. Oh, okay. So, so if you want to be... leave the cities and avoid a fight because you don't want to get those effects of killing people then you have to worry about creatures. Okay. So no matter where you go, it's not necessarily 100% safe, but the yes. challenges are going to change depending on where you decide to yeah. uh, live out the rest of the match. And killing a monster is a lot less taxing mentally than killing another person. Right. So there's that trade-off. And then, like, if you are, like, coasting the forest because you're just on the road, you can hear, like, snarling inside or something. Okay. And it's like, oh, this person just got eaten by a creature who knows what it is <laughs> a giant rat so yeah that's that's my idea for a a, a pub battle royale game because that's the thing too i was thinking about it. it's like if you were a person in that realistic situation you wouldn't like shoot them and then start dancing in front of them <laughs> like, right, that, right that's psychotic behavior <laughs> um the thing that makes like the movies hunger games battle royale more like emotionally investing um worth investing is that these people don't want to kill other people yeah at the very least they portray the empathy and uh hesitation at least and then yeah if they do then it's like that messes with you that's not something you can just walk away from right that's anyway. a really interesting take on it that's a really cool human uh human aspect to add to it and monsters because like <laughs> i mean you can take any other aspect of reality and add to it like just a hunger meter would suck <laughs> like that yeah. would, that that would add a whole new dynamic to the games as we know it and, an ever decreasing health bar and you like have to that? eat other people oh my and god then that like, really messes with at you at the end yeah in the end if you really can't get to anybody he's dead <laughs> <laughs> it's not he's not going to use that back meat <laughs> meat is meat um so yeah, that's my idea for a, a battle royale variation. That's pretty cool. But because I'm, I was thinking about how like the genre is not saturated yet, but ever, I mean, people are starting to make their own. Like Call of Duty is doing one, Black uh, Battlefield's doing one. Tab PUBG. What? Tab G. Totally accurate battlegrounds yeah. or whatever. Um, and I don't have a problem with all these these games. It's, it's it's a new genre, and as long as you can put your own twist on it, then by all means, go for it. 
just the way that like Call of Duty and Battlefield can coexist, or or Call of Duty and any other small arena kind of shooter. Um, so I just yeah, I don't I don't I'm not tired of pub of uh, PUBG of Battle Royale yet. I just would like to see more variations, like kind of the way Rem Royale has. Um, but even it would be cool to see some even stronger deviation from there. Like it does do a lot different. It you get another chance upon death. You pick yeah. your class, and um, you you can like you remove some of the randomness by create by grabbing just a ton of items. Yeah. Whereas in all in most of the other games, no, you're still left up to randomness as to whether or not that's going to be a really good weapon or a, just some ammo. On top of which, in Realm Royale, you're really incentivized to kill other people because you get those golden tokens, mm-hmm. which you can use to make a legendary weapon. Right. So that's like, there's enough changes there, and I'm glad that they took a a good deviation from from what we've seen. So yeah, far. we should we should play a couple of matches of that sometime soon. Yes, it's on PC for free. Um, so anyway, now that we're done with all the news and questions, what are you playing? Okay, so I've actually been. Getting out of a, like, really, really bad funk of just Fortnite. Which I got into a little bit. <laughs> I will, And we should play together, for the love of God. We need, eh. to, get out, we need to get some wins, man. Eh. Like, but uh, anyway, <laughs> so I've been... I hit up Doom. I, I bought Doom a while ago. You called up Doom and said, hey, what you I'll doing? Say, hey, uh, Netflix and chill or what? You up? <laughs> what you doing, RN? And Doom was like, I, I, I said, why? space. Okay, anyway, so you played Doom. <laughs> and then Doom called me back and was like, OMG, BB. I don't know why I started this. This is what you get. You've wrought this. And uh, so, anyway, I picked up Doom uh, again, picked it back up. Uh, <laughs> I started it up. I've got like maybe three, four maps in. I found it kind of redundant at first um i don't know i don't really have an argument against that because i still feel like i'm kind of doing a lot of the same stuff over and over although at least fortnite at least now like in these levels i'm getting uh more variation in the enemies because more of them are still showing up i'm still like i feel like i'm i'm approaching the like last third of the game okay uh like barely now where i'm at and so i've seen a lot of like a lot of enemies now i wasn't seeing a whole lot of variation in the first like three or four maps and appropriately because it this the story really is barely getting started there yeah um yeah it's uh like this second go around where i grabbed it out of nowhere and just started playing it because i'm just I'm tired of developing a backlog because of playing games just like <laughs> I love I'm still going to keep playing Fortnite but I don't want it to be the only game I play all day uh, on any day really like 5 rounds in and then get something else like yeah. uh so yeah Doom I made that my palate cleanser and it's pretty awesome like especially having come off of the same like thing over and over now I'm doing this the game it's is fun oh man <laughs> It's just it does such a good job of bringing the good things that people wanted out of the old first person shooters and bridging it with brand new mechanics and uh just standards of today's games. Um you are constantly on the move. It is very much an arcade shooter. It is not a realistic simulator. Get out there, run around, 
you like have a frame of you have a frame where you get to see your crosshairs actually on the enemy pull the trigger on it (laughs) and hope that you get them you know because you're constantly on the move it's always reminding you through the loading tool tips and such staying still is death get around stuff don't hide behind cover move always like it does not help you to stand still at any point in that game and it really doesn't Things either come charging at you, things will jump just straight to your position, like from Oof. wherever they are. Yeah. Uh, other things can climb like on everything in the game and then throw f- balls of fiery hell at you. Uh, I don't know exactly which ones are which enemies. I only know so many of them, but uh, like Hell Knights, Kaka Demons, Pinkies. Okay. Pinky is the always the iconic one that comes charging at you. It um. Yeah, this the variation of the enemies and the way they changed up what the enemies used to do and what they do now. Mm-hmm. Whatever little changes they may have done to them, they're freaking great. Um, glory kills are really awesome oh, executions yeah. that happen when your enemies go like into think Pokemon when they're about ready to get caught. Um, <laughs> like you can go ahead and do what is called a glory kill, and you run up to them, hit melee, and you. So many different ones on each and every enemy, depending on where you're standing in relation to their position and uh, and and range. Is it based on your weapon too, or I no, I don't think the weapon matters because okay. like yeah, I don't think the they he ever uses the weapon on the glory kills. It's always fists and legs and oh man. The early enemies, like the very first ones you fight, you can glory kill those pretty much immediately, right? Um, maybe hit them once. Okay. You can't. You can't kill any. You can't glory kill anybody at full health. Okay, uh, I think that that does a good job of encouraging players to like start moving because if you hit an enemy, then it's like, oh, this you shot him once. You can do a super cool kill, and that encourages you to like, move out. Yeah, kill get him. over there. Why is he glowing? What the? Oh, hit R for what? Oh, whoa! And then you shoot another one, run across the room, do the same thing. So now you're already starting that habit of moving. To from, your enemies, yeah, and then that's making I feel like... beelines from wherever you are to the next thing you need to perform one of those really cool executions on. Yeah, the animation thereof is a really cool reward. How repetitive did those get? They um, like like I said, the first time I felt it was just too repetitive. This time I'm running around, and I don't know what the difference is between <laughs> last time I played what what the difference in my mood was or or what was going on. Maybe but I mean, Fortnite I even... um conditioned you for like repetitive gameplay. I don't know, maybe, <laughs> uh, but like getting on this now, it's really the difference in this because like most first person shooters, they have the standard take cover behind a thing, duck, crouch, sprint, um, reload. It's very, you grab the control and you know exactly what's going to do what. It's a little refreshing to have some of the controls be foreign because you have weird conditions. Like, to get ammo in this game, you don't kill the enemies and pick up their ammo. You need to Naturally. chainsaw them. Oh. The chainsaw is the only way to produce a massive amount of of uh, of ammo. Things don't make sense in a traditional way. <laughs> Things are done to complement gameplay specifically. Yeah. Like, and, and it's... It doesn't... Without straight up saying this is all about gameplay, it's saying this is all about gameplay. Um, okay. Like, like things like that uh, to your weapons when you upgrade them you can upgrade them through collectibles that are increasing in cost every time that you unlock one tier so first tier is 3, next tier is 5 next one's 7 yeah. the last tier of every one is a mastery unlock 
that can't be purchased, you have to do something oh, to unlock it. Okay. And it's a specific... Uh, the shotgun had a challenge. There are two mods on it. One of them makes them explosives, the uh, the, the rounds. Yeah. The other one fires three shots Instead within like... Uh, yeah, with, oh. a, with a pull of the trigger. Okay. So you fire three automatically. That challenge on that one was kill 50 enemies with that third shot. Oh, that it, seems it, tough. Yeah, it does some really cool, interesting tri- or, uh, interesting things for the challenges to level up not only weapons, but there are other skills like double jumping, uh, your your general like mobility and, and mm-hmm. uh, movement. They, it uses game challenges, game mechanic challenges to make you uh, uh, increase the ability of those related of those related features, I guess is cool. Yeah, yeah. It, they did a really good job <laughs> with this one. Uh, as far as the gameplay, it's, it's not, I think that might be what made it different. I didn't know about any of those challenges. I didn't look at the menu oh, for anywhere okay. near long enough to realize, Oh, I just do that to increase some of this stuff. So looking at the challenges now and seeing like how many secrets and how many different, what kind of secrets they have because like every other like every other one of their like doom re-releases or reboots this one has those like special areas that are leading into like a retro area that yeah. is just doom 1 for a little bit <laughs> so yeah it does it does everything that the old dooms would have done but it okay. does everything right better faster with without relying on a bunch of stuff it's it's different than any FPS you're going to play out there right now. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't really match the way any of the FPSs that you'll play. Like, it doesn't feel the same. It, it feels unique in its own in its own way in a very, very good, refreshing, action-y way. Like, you know this is not a simulator. So, like, aiming down sights is something that only happens on weapons that have scopes, you know? Oh, okay, yeah. Like, you, all everything else is just action, Shoot. arcade running gun. Like, your crosshair's in the middle. What else do you need? Okay, yeah, <laughs> Like, that's, that's cool. basically it. I think, didn't they even do a thing where, like, they changed it so that the gun was in the middle, in the like, middle in the original of the games? screen as opposed to uh, usually being held on the right side. Like, yeah. it, it, it's semi-realistic. Yeah, you'd see it on your right side you're carrying it there yeah (laughs) but yeah it's really cool to see it like that it's such a like i said it's a really good marriage of all the stuff that we liked from the old dooms that we actually really want to see come back along with a bunch of stuff that like no if it only had those old features we'd have the banjo kazooie uh ukulele problem right there Mm, okay. Uh, where it's like this was a little too true to. It looks nice, but it's definitely dated in mechanics. Exactly. Yeah. Like I loved Banjo Kazooie, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I wanted. Like if I wanted Banjo Kazooie, uh, uh, um, I would want it like certain things updated. The best thing way I can compare that is if you have like an old friend from middle or middle school or high school, and they haven't changed. And so they're, like, still, like, immature. And even if you feel like you are still kind of, like, easygoing and childish at heart, it's like, no, you've matured. 
uh, it's just no, been a gradual not. change, you, and this guy's the same way he's been. When we go watch an action movie, you can't pretend you're one of the guys after the movie anymore. Like, we're not allowed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Blade. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I told you I've been playing No Man's Sky. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not going to say too much about it. It's just, it's more intricate. It's definitely more complicated. Um, not in a bad way. Just, you can now build a computer and, like, this area is now my home. And mm-hmm. you can build stuff around it. Like, I built a wooden cabin. Uh, you can build a garden. I'm not sure if that does anything yet. Um, there's a plant inside it, though. Um, and I saved a giant ship, a frigate, or a freighter or whatever, from pirates. And when I went into the ship to talk to the captain, he just handed me the keys. So now I have this giant ship <laughs> that my ship can go into and park. And I can build rooms in that ship and... It's my base now, basically. All right. It's freaking cool. Um, I haven't gotten too far in, like, the story or the missions, really. I've just kind of been messing around so far. And and it feels like everything is kind of taking me longer to do. Not necessarily in a bad way, but it's like I have to prepare more for every step I want to take in my journey. I can see this game taking longer. Um, but, I mean, like, so far I, I got a giant ship. I've gotten a cool new uh, sh- a smaller ship, uh, a fighter. And I'm a millionaire because I found this super rare treasure. Uh, and, yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, I've gotten pretty lucky so far, and I'm enjoying the game. I just I wish it was easier sometimes. Mm-hmm. It just feels like I'm managing a lot of stuff. And when I finish keeping track of one thing, then it's like, oh, I need this. And then I'll lose track of it again. So it's it, it just feels like a lot more management, uh, resource management. Uh, a lot more than you were expecting? I think more even than, like, the game used to be. Yeah. Ah, okay. It's not bad. It's just it, it is definitely more like you got to focus to stay alive or to, to explore. Uh, it's fun, though. I, I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did also play Dauntless. I forgot to talk about that. Yeah, I tried a little bit of that one. You tried a little bit? I, I Okay, so, yeah, I did that first mission or after the first cutscene where you fall off of a, a blimp or, or something or ship. Right. And then you fight a creature and then you get to go back home. Yeah, you go back to that, like, you're basically the first town that's there. I don't know if there's going to be more of them or what, but, yeah, yeah, get sent there. I did that, and then I did the very first mission following that. Um, and I, I, fought, I, made like, my, I made my weapon, and that's where I stopped. I made my weapon. What'd I you, what'd you, what'd you I got the two-bladed thing. Okay, the chainswords or whatever. Yeah, what'd you I get? I picked the hammer. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked what I got. <clears throat> there's a sweet-ass attack where... <laughs> Three, three weeks hold the strong, and then uh, another week, and it he does a like one two three so left right left, mm-hmm. but then he gets the two for while you're holding the strong one for the fourth attack, he just twirls the ever living f out of them. <laughs> okay, he he twirls them like crazy for a massive amount of damage for a good like solid maybe two and a half seconds and i don't know what the last attack looks like though because i haven't connected that one yet okay i haven't been able to like i yeah i haven't seen the animation look any different than like the first slash of like from neutral yeah so it's like i i'm not connecting it i don't know when i i'm supposed to land maybe it's chaining into another attack maybe uh but it uh yeah i did that and i I tore down the hell out of the right side of that owl bear thing nice. that I fought. Yeah. Um Yeah, I from what I've I've never played Monster Hunter, 
but from what I've seen of it, it does look basically like it's the same general idea. Just that these things, I guess they're going to be more mammal and bird-like than they are in Monster Hunter, reptilian. where it's like reptilian. That's, yeah, And actually, that's a really interesting um, distinction. Yeah, I, there are a few mammalian creatures in the older games. There was like this giant bunny slash badger bear thing. Uh-huh. Um, and then there were like three variations of that creature. Right. Uh, there is kind of a weird bat called the Paolumu, I think, in, in Monster Hunter World. It's very fluffy and no, dangerous. It's a bat. But for, for the most part, yeah, they are just dragons, dinosaurs kind of thing. Right. There is like a chimera, though. That's thing for, for the most part, it seemed like that's what I had seen out of that game. Yeah. And it's like I hadn't played any of them, so I didn't even know what to expect. Uh, then, yeah, this one, I immediately noticed like, oh, hey, this thing's got fur. And, and <laughs> then, yeah, like it seems to be like that's going to be the big difference is that these are going to be big uh, big fuzzy and big feathered creatures as opposed to lizards. It otherwise, though, looks mostly the same to me. I haven't played them again, so I don't know what kind of intricate details are going to be different. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I know you're getting pieces off of these guys that you're tearing to, that you're tearing up. And yeah, you hit different body parts, and those affect their different attacks and the speed of the attacks in different ways. Once they have their stamina, they try to run away to different areas of the map. Mm-hmm. It seems like basically a free-to-play version of Monster, of Hunter, Monster Hunter. I really want to play some of this stuff with you, man. Both Fortnite, Dauntless, and I think there's a couple other games that we've... Realm Royale. Realm, yeah. Like, I, yeah, free-to-play games are fun. This, I, I, I really hate that I've... This is the first time that I've ever played something Monster Hunter-like, mm-hmm. and I'm liking it yeah. because I think I could have gotten into Monster Hunter way sooner. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to end up getting... World is going to come for Switch, right? We were talking about that Not last week. Not Switch. It's getting Generation X. Or oh. Ah. Uh, well, then maybe it's I'll just It's less do accessible. World on, it's still good. I'll, I'll probably do World on PC then. Yeah, that's but, coming yeah. Uh, next month. I'm... I'm kind of excited for monster hunter types now because of this game if you cool. haven't played it it's completely free it's called dauntless it's it's it looks freaking great and solid so far i'm it's still it's in, like the fortnite to monster hunters PUBG. basically it's, it's, it's less realistic right now King. yeah the oh yeah yeah oh and it's cool the character creation you pick two ancestors kind of like gta 5 online Mm-hmm. Um, did you pick two ancestors and then you kind of pick which one you want to look more like and then you can make subtle changes to the the your face on on based on that. Yeah, it's pretty. I didn't realize that GTA Online did it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pick like Nico or John Marston and then kind of mix and match from yeah. there. Yeah, the thing that I had an issue with, I wanted to give my character sideburns for the facial hair, so it just goes down to like right here, um, near their jawline. Mm-hmm. But none of the hairstyles really seem to connect up there. Oh, okay. Uh, except for the ones that like... are that would completely cover the the sideburns. That's kind of eh. not a big huge deal. It's just stylistically, I would have really rather you know more hairstyles or at least stuff that connects to yeah. the facial hair you're supposed to pick. Because I could have done like a mohawk with sideburns, but that looks really weird. Um, yeah, but the game was fun. At least what I played of it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So if you listened to an episode before, you know we round out every episode with the upcoming releases. Uh, and today's July 31st, so Wednesday, August 1st, tomorrow, we got Road to Valhalla coming to PS4 and Xbox One. 
state of anarchy or state of emergency, I guess, hate, right? (laughs) Master of Mayhem coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And One More Dungeon coming to Xbox One. On PS4, it's called Four More Dungeon. Um, Thursday, August 2nd. Shut up. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Thursday, August 2nd, we got Armored Armored Warfare coming to Xbox One. Flat Heroes coming to Switch. Uh, the rest of these games are coming to Switch for the day, so I'm just not going to say they're for Switch. Uh, Guns, Guns, Gore, and Cannoli 2. Iconoclasts. Crush Your Enemies. Cycle 28. Eskimo, Splinters of the Dark That's Shard. That's not what that says. Eskimo. Eskimo. <laughs> Splinters of the Dark Shard. <laughs> Johnny Turbo's Arcade Shootout. Not a Hero, Super Snazzy Edition. Road to Valhalla. Kensho. Salt and Sanctuary. Picross S2. It's Picross Season 2. And Pick Battle Gross Supremacy. Two. Battle Supremacy. Pick Cross 2. Sure. Uh, Friday, August 3rd, we got 1979 Revolution Black Friday on Xbox One and Switch. Jump Gunners on Xbox One. Dolings on Xbox One. Super Dungeon Tactics on Xbox One. Zasmo Arcade Pack on Xbox One. The Inner World I on only, Switch. I only said it that way because Zasmo sounds like a word from the 80s. Well, that's too bad because now I'm going to say each and every one of them with a new and unique All flavor right. and brand. Try to think of so many. Uh, Monday, August 6th, got Loot Monkey Bling Palace on the Switch. H1Z1 bad. Whoa, hold on. What day is that? Tuesday, August 7th. Each one's you one battle royale PS4. Flipping Death on PS4 and Switch. <laughs> Dead Cells on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. Madden NFL 19 for PS4. Overcooked. I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> Madden NFL 19 for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Overcooked 2 on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I'm playing that. Okay. It's fun. Um, <laughs> Slamland on PS4, Switch, and PC. Hyper Universe on Xbox One. He, he said Hyper Universe, not Happy Universe. I said Hyper. It's not, anyway. Minecraft Story Mode Season 2, the Telltale series on Switch. Yeah, those are the uh, releases. Um, so Loot Monkey Bling Palace reminds me of a game. Do you remember Monkey King on Wii? Um, Monkey King? No. So it's a game, it's got like Wukong, Monkey King, the, you know, the traditional character with a staff. With a staff on the cloud? It's his back to the to the viewer on the cover of the of the box mm-hmm. uh it looks mysterious whatever it looks cool it's like a flying shooter game that that title is just an outright garbage lie like it, that doesn't come <laughs> it's even cartoony the character on the cloud like it, it has nothing to do with anything and it's like there's no reason that it should look like this when you know what the game is we need to see this yeah i'll show you to you after the Stream God. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Thank you guys for listening to the yeah. Game Go podcast, where we talk about video games and whatever else we want. Yeah. We I'm Sonareth. I'm Habit Hero. And if you like what we do, please tell your friends about us. The best way to get our podcast to grow is through word of mouth and uh, word to ears. I guess I don't know how that works. <laughs> you could use bribery. Bribery works too. If you uh, like the show, please go give us a rating on the on iTunes. You the can podcast donate app. to us for briberies podcast app or the apple the google play store um and if you have any questions if you want to talk about the questions that we talked about on the show or if you have a story that you want us to cover in the next week's episode please email us at gamegopodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at gamego11 and if you like the show please tweet using the hashtag gamegopodcast uh hashtag and uh we'll probably you know use your content or suggestions in next week's episode bribery more bribery. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you guys next week. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya.